Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. excited that we can continue in this. And so if you have your Bibles, open them however you get them, electronic form or book form, open them to 1 John chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 11 through 24. But I want to remind you of something, because John employs this technique. It is a rhetorical device that was very common back then, and it's still used today somewhat, and you'll see if if you can figure out where that is used. But we need to remember this term, amplification. Because as we read this, John is going to amplify some things. And that means he's going to use strong language, strong language and strong compare and contrast in order to evoke a response in the reader or the hearer, which is us or that little church in Ephesus way back when. He's going to use that strong language in in order to try and evoke a response in you. Now, before, he was comparing and and contrasting between light and dark. Now, he moves into comparing and contrasting love and hate. And so we're going to see what what John is trying to do by amplifying things, by using strong language in order to grab your emotional attention and get you to respond in some way. So this is how you should respond if you are shocked or you have an emotional response to the message. You should ask yourself, why is this shocking me? Why is this evoking this response? And what is God calling out of me by bringing this up? through this this passage. So are you ready? You're with me? All right, let's let's go. 1 John chapter 3:11 through 24. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. There's amplification, all right? And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love one another. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or a sister is a murderer. Amplification. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in them. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, 
How can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech only, but with actions and with truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in His presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and He knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, We have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is His command, to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in Him and He in them. And this is how we know that He lives in us. We know by the Spirit He gave us. This is the Word of God for the people of God, both here and online. And our response is, thanks be to God. I have an example today because uh, it is kids, our family Sunday, so the kids are in with us. And it's always fun. Now, this is like the third time I brought in examples from my kitchen. You're going to think I do sermon prep in the kitchen. Um... But there's an interesting thing. Does it, okay, what, what is all of this? I mean, besides an apple, orange, or whatever, what, what are these things called, kids? Is it fruit? Yes, there we go, fruit. And there's something that we should know about fruit. Fruit is meant to be a conduit. Now, I'm going to explain that word here in just a second. Fruit is meant to be a conduit of the goodness of the vine or the tree. Now, a conduit is a method by which you get something that is good from somewhere else. So, this, what, what is this, kids? It's an orange. So when this orange is attached to the branch of an orange tree, the sun beats down on it, the, the rain and the, the, the stuff in the soil comes up through it, and it all gets pushed into a flower that becomes this orange and it's so good. And, and what comes out when you squeeze an orange? Orange juice. How many of you have orange juice at breakfast every morning? That's right. You are receiving the conduit. This fruit becomes a conduit of the beautiful orange juice that comes from the orange tree that is healthy and has produced this. Now, what happens? What, what are these? Grapes. And so these grapes are a conduit of all that comes out of the grape vine, out of the soil, the light, the leaves, produce all of this. And what happens when you squeeze grapes? You get grape juice. How many of you like grape juice? I do. It's so good. What about these? We have a lot of these in Michigan. What's this? You know where I'm going, right? This, if you squeeze this, or I guess you press these, uh, what comes out? Apple juice or apple cider is so good, but it's a conduit. The fruit is a conduit of the goodness of all that is coming out of the ground and out of that healthy tree. It is a good thing to see. So when Jesus in John's gospel says that Christians should be branches that are connected to him who is the true vine, and fruit then is is made on that branch. And that gets squeezed through life's 
trials and struggles, what should flow out from the fruit of a Christian's life? (laughs) Christian juice, yeah. That's what Julie says. Yes. John wants us to know that that Christian juice is love. Is love. That's not just the feeling of love. This is very particular, and we're going to be diving deep into what this love is. It is the word agape. In Greek, there were a lot of different words for love, and this one that John uses is the word agape, and it means that self-sacrificial love that empties itself for the sake of someone else because you love that person so much because you you see something in them because you want the best for them it is that love that flows out it is that love that was experienced or shown on the cross and in the resurrection and in the pouring out of God's spirit onto us it is this agape love That we want to see and we're going to look at this there are a few things that I want you to hear about this love so that we can begin as we complete and and move through the rest of first John's letter we'll be able to understand this deeply first of all agape love is a love that is experienced it's a love that is experienced if you look at the first part of verse 16 John writes there this is how we know now I want to I want to pause here for just a second because we hear the word know And we think know about. Like I can know it in my head. But the word there is the Greek word gnosko. And it is a different kind of knowing. It is experiential knowing. It is something that I know because I have experienced it. Not just because I read it in a book. Even a book as good as the Bible. It is something that I have experienced. And John wants us to know. He says this is how we experientially know. This is how we experience what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And this is what this agape love is all about. That Jesus' cruel death on a cross reveals what God is willing to suffer in order for you, my friends. You online. For you to experience forgiveness. To experience this agape love right in your own life. No matter what your circumstances are. No matter what you struggle with. No matter what your relationships look like. Whatever it is, Jesus was willing to lay down his life for you to experience. To know, deeply know, this forgiveness that comes through his agape love. This agape love is something you right where you are, can experience today through the love of Jesus Christ. It's not only a love that can be experienced, it is a love that is expected. Verse 11, let's look at that and read that together. John writes, for this is the message you heard from the beginning. He's quoting Jesus here. We should love one another. Nowadays, we really don't like that word should. Because it connotes or it brings up this idea of an expectation. And that's exactly what John is getting at. But I want to take just a moment and say there's a difference between what's expected and what's demanded. And I think we confuse those two often. Let me try and put it to you this way. Let's go back to our fruit and our trees. 
Let's say we have a bunch of healthy orange trees. We're in sunny Florida or California or South Texas. Sorry to make you think about summer and springtime. The farmers, I'll have you know, can try all they want to go out to their trees and demand that they produce an orange. I demand that you give me an orange. I demand it now. They can walk up and down through their orchards. Not one of those trees will listen. However, farmers can't demand fruit from healthy trees. But they can't expect it. They can know that the tree is planted in the soil and there is sun and there is rain and there is water and there is all that tree needs to thrive And the expectation is that at some point flowers will bloom and the conduit of all of that will be produced in a good fruit that someday they will be able to pluck and send that goodness, that orange juice out to your table for breakfast in the morning. And so what John is saying is that once you, once I, once we have experienced the agape love of Jesus We should expect, you should expect, my friends, to see this agape love grow in your life. This desire to pour out that love, to be a conduit of that good love out into your world, you should expect that to grow. You can experience it, and then you can expect it to grow in your life. Number three, this love is not just experienced and expected, but it is also a love that is exercised. I want us to look at verses 16 through 18 really quickly. John writes, we've already read this part, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. So it's not just something that's hoarded within us. It's something that flows through us. That's what a conduit is. It's being sent on to someone else. And he gives one example. There are many, but John gives one. He was writing to a very poor community, so I imagine this one stuck really well with them. He says, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or a sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Let me take a a moment. I have underlined there, but has no pity on them. The word there is the word spalanknon. This will be our Greek word for the day. Are you ready to say this with me? One, two, three. Spalanknon. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Spalanknon. And let's say it one more time just because it's a fun word to say. One, two, three. Spalanknon. And that word actually is the word for compassion. I actually like that word better. Pity, you know, you can drive by on the road and see someone there with a sign, and maybe it brings up a little something, but if it doesn't move to action, that, that's just kind of, for us, pity. Compassion, you are moved. The word spalanknon literally means from the guts, that when you see that person and you see their lack and you see their need and you know you can do something about it, there's something deep inside you that agape love in its exercising in your life punches you in the guts and says, i got to do something about this. I've experienced this great love. I've seen it as expected grow and mature in my life. And now it's got to go somewhere. It's got to flow. It's got to be exercised. And it's moving out 
from me. That is what John says has to happen if this love is going to be there. He says, dear children, let us not love with words or speech. Some of your translations will say with words and speech only. It's okay to tell someone you love them. It's okay to think loving thoughts and feel those towards people. But John wants to make sure it doesn't stay there. He says it has to move on to actions and in truth. Are you with me? So agape, let's just, let's just recount for just a second. It's a love that is, say it with me, experienced. It is a love that is expected. It is a love that is exercised. Yes. How many of you are like, oh man, that's a tall order. That's what is expected? Well, that's okay. This may make you a little nervous. But John moves right on because he wants us to understand some good things. He wants to set you at ease. And I am excited for you to hear this part. Because not only is it a love that is experienced, expected, and exercised, but it is a love that can expand into your life. You, my friend, you, child, you, teenager, you, student, you, adult, you, senior citizen, you can know, experientially know, that you are actually growing in your experience and exercising of this agape love today. You can know that. Let's look at verses 19 and 20. John goes on and says, This is how we know. Remember that word again. It's the same word. Experientially know. This is how we experience that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in God's presence. If our hearts condemn us. Now there is an if there. That means something. We'll hear about that in just a second. But if our hearts condemn us, We know that God is greater than our hearts. So if our hearts condemn us, let's look at that just really briefly. I want you to stop. If you're asleep, if you're on your phone, if you're on a game right now or an app, I want you to stop for just a moment. Because I want you to hear this. This is so important. Because I think this is something that many, many Christians today struggle with. That some of us mistake our heart's condemnation as God's condemnation. And I want to make sure you hear what John is really, really saying here. Because sometimes when we mistake our heart's condemnation for God's condemnation, then we stop pursuing growth. Or, worse, we run away from faith altogether. And that is not what heart condemnation that John is talking about right here is all about. Because I want you to think about this for just a second. What if your guilt feeling was really meant for your healing? I think this is, and we need to make a distinction between guilt and shame. Guilt says, I've done something wrong, and it gives you the impetus, the, the energy to go and make whatever you did wrong Right. To heal the relationship, to apologize, to say I'm sorry. That is guilt and it is a good emotion for us to have. Shame says I am something wrong. 
and usually leads to hopelessness. That is not what we're talking about when we come to heart's condemnation. We're talking about guilt, which is a motivator to move into the right thing. So think about this. What if your guilt feeling was really meant for your healing? Billy Graham says it this way. The fact that you're aware of your sin and feel guilty about it is actually a sign of spiritual life. It means you know that there's a new place to grow. It means that you you know that there's more work that God's agape love needs to do in your heart. And it's okay. If our hearts condemn us, but he moves on and says, we know that, say this with me, God is greater than our hearts. Make that personal. God is greater than my heart. Let's say it once together. One, two, three. God is greater than my heart. And he knows everything. And since this letter would have been read all at once, he probably would have referred us back to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He continues to move us. So don't run away from those feelings. You move into his presence And you acknowledge and you receive from him. He is greater than your heart's condemnation. He can bring the healing and the forgiveness that you need. Don't, my friends, my friends online, don't run away from the only one who can help you truly grow today. Lean into what he has for you. Number five, this is a love that can ensure you can bring you confidence. Let's read verses 21 and 22. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Now, I don't know if you caught this, but this is really, really good news. Some of you need to hear this today, that you can actually stand in God's presence confident of the growth and the love that he has caused to grow in your life. And you can stand there full assurance of what he is continuing to do, that he is continuing, that you're just connected to Jesus, the true vine as a branch, and that fruit is is growing in your life and it's moving. You can get to a place where you can stand before him with assurance. The old hymn used to say, blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. And we used to sing, and we still do sometimes, this is my story. This is my song. You can do that. John goes on and says, and we receive anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Now let's pause for a second. Because God is not a genie. Okay, this isn't I follow the rules and I get a Ferrari. So what is John meaning here? He means that as agape love is experienced in you, as agape love is ex- that expected increase is happening in you, as agape love is exercised through you as you pour out your lives for your brothers and sisters, as agape love is expanded in your hearts as you stand in his relationship and, and receive his healing and, and receive all that goodness from the true vine that builds up into wonderful fruit in your life, then agape love ensures that you know God's heart and you know what to ask for, what is needed in order for that agape love to continue to flow out through you into our world. 
That's what it means. That prayer changes our hearts. That prayer changes what we ask for. That agape love shifts things in our hearts so that we begin to ask for what we need. Not so that I can live a rich and extravagant life, but I can begin to ask for what I need to pour out into the lives of my brothers and sisters. That's what church is supposed to be all about. It's supposed to be part of the good news of who we are. So the question that we close with today then is, is your life producing agape love fruit today? You need to ask yourself, am I a conduit or have I stopped at the convert level? I'm just a convert John goes on in verse 23 and says, and this is his command. Are you ready for the command? It's twofold. Believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Everybody say, and. And to love one another as he commanded us. We love, and this is my fear as a pastor sometimes, folks, is that we love to say we believe in Jesus, but we fail to be living his his agape example. And there are many of us who we come in week after week and we love to say we believe Jesus. I love to talk about the love of Jesus. But if I was honest and looked around in my life, there's a lack of believing that agape love out into my world and those around us. I want to say to us today, John, Pastor John, wants to say to you and to me, to you, my friends online, you were not meant to stay at the convert level to Jesus. You were meant to be a conduit of Jesus and his agape love for those around you in your world. That is the call of John for this little church long ago, and that is the call to Cross Community Church in 2023. Kids, do you know what happens when fruit stays on the vine too long? All the juice gets taken back up into the vine and they become dry, wrinkly raisins that some people like to eat. But not nearly as juicy as the fruit Church today, my friends, you online, brothers and sisters, have we been on the, has our fruit been on the vine too long? Are we beginning to see a lack because that stuff is being taken back into the vine? It is time, my friends, for us to let that agape love flow out of us. We were meant to be conduits of agape love that was demonstrated to us through Jesus Christ's sacrifice upon a cross. You have been given everything you need for this to be expected to grow into your life. It is time for us as a church to exercise that love out into our families, our communities, our schools, everywhere. This is the time. And if there is a moment where you are feeling right even now that your heart is condemning you, don't run from that feeling. Be embraced by it. It is meant for your healing. 
And it is time to see that grow, that we might become the church of agape love, the church who is a conduit of all God has for the world. Not ones who just sit around and hold on to all the goodness of the vine till it becomes a raisin. Are you ready, church? Now is the time. Would you stand for prayer? Lord Jesus, you have been so good to us in the ways that you have loved us and poured your life out into us. And today, I just feel like there are some of us here who have been around the church for a long time. And and you are wrestling with our hearts or our hearts as John would say are condemning us right now help us please God not to run from that but to ask what is it trying to say to us what is needed you are still through your agape love calling cross community church to be a fruitful church a conduit of your agape love to our world. And so right now, I pray, as we're concluding 21 days of prayer and fasting, and all this week we have been praying, awaken us, awaken us. Let today be the day that maybe that heart's condemnation moves us into repentance to say, oh God, you have blessed me in so many ways. Your agape love has been poured out into my life and there is fruit on the vine. I have just not let it become a conduit out into my world. I have not poured out my that love that you have given me out into my brothers and my sisters. And today, I want something to be different. I want something to change in me so that I become a conduit and not just stay at the convert level, believing in Jesus' name, but never moving to the second part of the command to sacrificially love one another. God, change us. Move us. Wake us up. Send us into our homes and our schools your agape love teach us we pray and help us to come to a place where we can stand with confidence in your presence that the tree and my little branch connected to your good vine is producing the way it should for that is true life and we Brothers and sisters, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed today, I'm just interested. This is just me as a pastor, I guess, being curious. If God has dealt with your heart today to say, I want to move on into this agape love. I want to be a conduit, not just a convert. That's you. Would you raise your hand where you are all around the church? I want to be a conduit, not a convert. Not just a convert. Converts are good. 
but I want to be a conduit. If that's you, raise your hands. Raise your hands if you want to be a conduit. Yeah. Good. Good. You can put your hands down. Father, you've seen those who have raised their hands. Bless them. Let them know that that you are with them and for them, and you're going to do everything to make that what they need. And I pray you would change this church and change this community and this city through the fruit that you will put into their lives. God, we love you. We're going to go out now and we are going to celebrate in our everyday lives your agape love. Give us opportunity to see that compassion move into our world. For we pray these things in the name of the Father who is for us, the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. And all God's people here and online said, Amen. Would you receive this blessing? And now, may you, my brothers and sisters, experience the incredible agape love of Jesus Christ. May you see that flow into incredible fruit in your lives. And may you not stop there. But allow that fruit to be a conduit to others of his goodness for them too. I pray that you would begin to see this more and more in your life. And I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. One God forever and ever. Amen. Go in his name. Go in his love and his peace. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us online. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. If you're a university student or just out of university, make your way back to the gathering place. We're going to have a great time together. We'll see you then. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.